Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello, welcome to the Five Yard Dynasty podcast. Hope you're all doing well. Um, yes, don't adjust your uh, listening platform, but it is rich. Uh, running solo today, Liam's a little bit busy. Um, so yeah, go, going back old school, back to the the, the original days of, uh, of just you guys listening to me prattle on for a little while. Um, so we'll we'll try and keep it brief. We'll try and keep it to the point. Um, we're going to dive straight in with the uh, the highest scorers on the week. Um, so uh, yeah, Q- QBs. No real surprises at the top three, I guess. Josh Allen, thirty point nine points. Jane Hurts, another. Incredible rushing performance with 29.8. Justin Herbert, um, I know you know a lot of us in Dynasty Leagues are holding him up as a top three, top five QB uh, where he was drafted at the beginning of the year. And uh, hopefully he can somewhat get back to that. Um, but yeah, another well, a great performance. Hopefully he can settle in there. Over at the running back positions, a quite frankly obscene and ridiculous game uh, from Josh Jacobs. 48.3 points. Um, yeah, you know, we've talked a couple of times already this year about Josh Jacobs and how not many people saw this coming. Um, a lot of, everybody was down on him coming into the area is, yeah, may, maybe the, um, 
the best contract year performance from a running back since uh, I'm blanking on his name, the uh, Demarco Murray. That's it with the Cowboys. Um, won a lot of people matchups, won a lot of people weeks. I am still very nervous about him heading into next year. I, I, I've said this all year, and I'll maintain this. I think that the uh, Raiders are closer to blowing it up than uh, than competing, and I wouldn't be shocked if that offense looks very different this time next year. And I can't see them, you know, if they're going to trade Derek Carr, if they're going to move on from Darren Waller and and the guys like that. I do wonder if Josh Jacobs is in a new home and the history of running back free agents isn't exactly fantastic, hasn't been great. So, um, so yeah, I'm very nervous about him this year. I think if you're a contender, you've got to hold. If if you're rebuild, I'd, I'd like to think you've probably already sold. But, yeah, if not, credit to you. Um, you've held. I think now is absolutely the right time to, to be selling. Um Miles Sanders finished second with 31 points, touched on it earlier with uh, with Jalen Hurts, but an incredible rushing performance from Philadelphia. I, I read a stat, it was the most rushing yards in an NFL game since 1965, um, which is some feat. Um, and then Mr. Consistent uh, feels like he's you know just producing week in, week out. Austin Eckler was third with, uh, with 25 points. Moving over to the wide receiver position, uh, the stud, the man himself, Justin Jefferson, twenty nine point three. Um, yeah, just, just, just enough, enough can, has already been said about him. Coming in at number two with a fantastic performance was Chris Godwin, putting up twenty nine fantasy points. Um, really, really impressed with Chris Godwin. Um, he's he's been everything we hoped. I wanted to touch on him because I'm a little bit. I'm intrigued to see where his value goes over the next three months. I think that he is an elite talent. I think he is a fantastic player, and I think he is in his prime years. But I am a little bit concerned about him next year if there is going to be a quarterback change. I think of all the weapons in Tampa Bay, he's the one that I'm probably most confident about because I think with the way he works as that big slot, he sees more targets than pretty much anyone outside of like a Rondell Moore and Cooper Cup in terms of the screen game. So he has a kind of floor baked in. But I am a little bit nervous that his price could plummet if we see Tom Brady retire and move on or, or, or you know, playing on another team next year. So he's definitely one to monitor. I think if you embrace risk and you like to take that those chances that, you know, they Tampa Bay go out and find another veteran quarterback or um you know potentially they could if they're truly blown it up whether they trade someone like him um yeah I think he could be a, a great buy now kind of guy that, that can win you over the next year or two but if you like to play it safe and you like to kind of avoid the risk I think you probably need to be thinking about selling Chris Godwin because he is a prime candidate for for his market to, to plummet in the summer I think that Mike Evans is probably, we're going to see a starker contrast and drop with Mike Evans because I think he's that couple of years older. And I think that we're becoming to get into the beginning and the end for Mike Evans, whereas Chris Godwin's got a little bit long longevity. Uh, but I definitely think there's uh, you know an opportunity to get out now um, before before it's, it's too late, potentially. Um, coming in third was Amon Ross and Brown, 27.9 points. Um, yeah, another great performance. Very, very intrigued to see with this, you know, potentially got Jameson Williams coming back over the next couple of weeks. Really intrigued to see how that dynamic works 
Jameson Williams, obviously an incredible talent, incredibly, um, you know, great profile, great athletic specimen, uh, very fast. Whether that's going to complement Aristotle Brown or whether we're going to start to see perhaps that that supreme target share that some Brown has seen over the past um, 18 months, really, whether that starts to erode and whether, with, you know, with it, his potential fancy upside um, disappears. Um, over at the tight end position, so Dalton Schultz, we uh, we highlighted him a couple of weeks ago. Talked about you know overcoming that PCL injury, uh, and he, he's just producing week in week out now. I think he's back in that. There, I say it, top top three, top four. I think he's definitely in the, the tier below Andrews and Kelsey. Um, you know, for me, I'd have to really think long and hard about whether I'd want. Goddard or Hawkinson or Schultz, I think I think I'd potentially be leading Schultz. Um but yeah, really really good production and in what is a horrible position at the moment. Um he, he could be the the shining light that helps you down the stretch. And you know, if you are a contender that's looking for a piece at tight end and you've got a gaping hole there but can't afford to go and buy a, a Kelsey or an Andrews, perhaps Schultz is the guy that can can fill a hole. Um, in its second was Liam's guy, Jelani Woods, 17 more than eight points. Um, I really wanted Liam to, to talk about him because Liam's was very high on him and, and hyped him up and, you know, credit to him. He's looked good. Now he's starting to carve out a role. But we saw early in the season that he was fantastic as a red zone weapon. But the thing that impressed me was that that brute participation routes going, numbers going up, that snap shares going up. And we saw on Sunday he, he was commanding a, a significant target share. So I'm very intrigued to see is this a one-week thing or are we going to see Jelani Woods start to carve out a serious role? Hopefully it's the latter um, and hopefully he can he can start to be a, a real producer moving forward because we all know the tight end position desperately needs him. Uh, and then third was, was the revenge game for Josh Oliver. Um, he finished with 17.6 fancy points. Obviously he scored that touchdown against his former team but uh, didn't help him to win. So, um, so leaving behind the uh, the weekly leaders, we're going to dive over to the significant news because um, this is normally Liam's bag. But I will uh, I'll try and cover you off with all the injuries and news that uh, that we saw over the last week. So, um, so first one, Travis Etienne um, missed the majority of the game on Sunday with a, an undiagnosed foot injury. Um, obviously, pretty pretty concerning after we had the um, I want to say list Frank injury. Um, Anything happening to feet is always a little bit concerned for anyone like that once they've had that. Um, but yeah, he he was apparently cleared to return during the game. Reports are he couldn't be good to go this week. So hopefully, panic over, should move on. I wouldn't spend, if you've already done waivers, I wouldn't spend too much fab on Jamaica Hasty because I think that you know him and Henderson are probably just going to be stuck in that second, third, third role. I don't think they're going to... Um, do anything but feed Etienne, and I, I fully expect him to be out there on Sunday. Um, Christian McCaffrey, uh, we saw, struggled, missed some playing time on Sunday, and apparently is is seeing knee irritation, expecting it to be a load management issue. I don't think he's going to disappear. I don't think we're going to see him, unless he you know gets worse or gets a significant injury. I think they're just going to look to manage the workload. We're probably not going to see many 20, 30 touch games, but you know, Christian McCaffrey is so good, so dynamic that he can have fantastic weeks on 15 touches, can't he? Um, so hopefully that's not too serious and hopefully it's just a, a little bit that can be worked out this week with some treatment and things. 
Something that can't be worked out with treatment, unfortunately, Elijah Mitchell, uh, another MCL sprain. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. That basically rules out his, his fancy year this year. Um, hopefully, we'll be back in time for playoffs and things. But, yeah, I, I, it's, 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 it's tough. It's tough. You know, we had that injury at the beginning of the year. They obviously then traded for Christian McCaffrey, showed some flashes that he was going to still get some work and some some carry. Um, but yeah, just 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 a tough one to um, to eat. But I think I had some questions this week about whether it's TDP is going to get the work or whether it's going to be Mason. For me, I think it's going to be TDP. Um, I think he's the better running back. He's the better prospect. He's got the better profile. Um, and I think the only reason Mason was uh, was active was for that special teams work. So I do expect it to be a Christian McCaffrey led backfield. But but TDP is probably going to get worked in as well. Um, Another injury, unfortunately. It feels like all we're talking about injury. Um, Donald Mooney, high ankle sprain. Apparently tore ligaments, um, which which is not good. A very similar injury to the Michael Thomas injury, which has basically hampered him for two years. So hopefully he gets surgery, it gets rehabbed right, and he's back next year. But yeah, that's that's a, a sad end to the season for Donald Mooney. I know a lot of people were hyping him up, and a lot of people were excited what he could be. Um, but yeah, that's that's another season. And I think that we're probably going to see some serious investment in Chicago at the wide receiver position this offseason. Obviously, they went out and traded for Chase Claypool. I wouldn't be shocked if we didn't see at least one, if not two, wide receivers added, whether it be in the draft or free agency. Um, so I do think that perhaps your days of Darnell Mooney being a you know top 36 dynasty wide receiver, which I think he was potentially at times, are, are gone. Um, I think that he's he's now in that probably wide receiver 50 range um i'd probably sell for a second round pick at this stage um i really really don't have much hope for him moving forward because as i said i think that you know his his big thing was that he was getting the volume um and i don't think that that volume is going to be there because i do think they're going to add better complementary weapons and i think he's probably just going to end up being a nice deep threat probably a better nfl player than he is a fantasy producer um, another injury, Aaron Rodgers had a, a rib slash oblique injury. He says on the Pat McAfee show that he's going to play this week. I'm not convinced. I think that I wonder if it would be better for him, better for the Packers all round, if they sort of kind of let Jordan Love um, get some game time, you know, showcase himself, whether it's a case of the Packers see enough in Jordan Love that he can trade Aaron Rodgers away, whether it's enough that Jordan Love shows enough that the Packers can trade Jordan Love away and, you know, get a pick or some extra assets to build around Aaron Rodgers. I think that would benefit everybody. I don't think this Packers season is, is going anywhere, but the, uh, but essentially the end of the season, I think he'd, he'd be better. And so would the Packers if, uh, if he sat and, and was done. Um, Najee Harris had a abdomen injury. Some reports, this could be a hernia, could be a groin, could be a core muscle. I've seen pretty much everything reported. Um, wait and see. There was a report out half an hour ago, so um, so we're doing this Wednesday evening. Um, that apparently it's not serious, but there, you know, what what is not serious? Does that mean he's going to be back at this point? If Jalen Warren is available, I'm sure he's not. But if he's available in the dynasty leagues, he he's an absolute must add. He's just been cleared from his hamstring injury. To me, he's looked the better back than Najee Harris. I know a lot of the advanced stats back that up as well. Um, so yeah, I think hopefully 
if Najee Harris, you know, they're not going anywhere. Let's rest up. Let's get you back for next year, and hopefully the Steelers can compete. And maybe it gives uh, Jalen Warren a little uh, opportunity to um, to showcase himself. Um, Josh Jacobs, we've talked about him already. Incredible performance. So apparently he's got a calf injury. He's not expected to practice all week, but will be playing on Sunday. So, um, yeah, don't be alarmed if you get a lot of DMPs through his practice this week. Sorry, just having to have a drink. It's quite hard. It's been a long time since I've done a solo pod. Forgot how much talking it was. Um, and then the, uh, the the final significant news was, again, an injury. Michael Carter um, was diagnosed as only a low ankle sprain. There is a chance he could play this week. I'd lean towards the Jets being cautious with that. I think the Jets, sounds ridiculous saying this, but have got postseason ambitions. Um, I think that my guy Bam Knight um, can carry the load. And I think that James Robinson was a surprise healthy scratch on Sunday. Um, but I do expect him to uh, to get a little bit more work. We're going to dive across to the Dynasty stock market now. Um, so some risers and fallers from the week. So um, the biggest risers, Garrett Wilson. Uh, we saw, you know, Mike White came back. Zach Wilson's been uh, sent packing, and, and Mike White shockingly got the ball out of his hands quick and uh, and basically unleashed all the all the options and all the weapons in the the, the Jets' passing offense, which. I saw, um, you know, managed to target 11 different players on Sunday, which is is quite impressive. But the biggest beneficiary was Garrett Wilson. Um, if if you didn't know, Garrett Wilson is an absolute stud. Um, I think he's easily a top 12 wide receiver in terms of dynasty aspect. I've got him a little bit higher than that. But I think that, you know, he has shown that he can separate quickly and, and win routes and get open at will. And I think that he is going to be a... Fantastic fantasy producer for years to come. I think that the Jets are going to address the quarterback position this offseason. Um, how they do that, I don't know whether it's a case of trading someone, drafting someone or, or something else. Um, but I do really think that we're going to see an improvement at the quarterback situation over Zach Wilson and Mike White. And I think that Garrett Wilson could be one of these guys that has a great end to the season with Mike White. But I think his stock could absolutely skyrocket if... Uh, you know, an Aaron Rodgers or a Derek Carr or someone like that ends up in landing in New York, um, they could potentially fly. Um, the other riser, Rashad White. We obviously had no Leonard Fournette last week. Um, and Rashad White carried the load well. Um, looked good, looked explosive. Um, yeah, I, I think that but he he answered a lot of questions. I don't know if he's ever going to be a true bell cow. I don't know. If, I don't think he'll and have the body type to that, but he's absolutely could, a guy that could be a 1A in an offense. Um, I think the interesting thing is that a lot of people are talking about him being the lead back next year. With the way Leonard Fournette's contract is structured, um, the Bucks don't really save any money from moving on from him. So as long as he's a decent locker and presence, unless they're going to completely blow it up, I do think Leonard Fournette is going to be a buck next year. Um, so I don't think Rashad White is ever going to be a you know true bell cow over the next this remainder of this year and into next year, I think he it, best case scenario for him is basically a one A type role. But uh, but yeah, definitely a, a riser in terms of dynasty value. And then the final one, um, I think potentially not necessarily a riser in terms of dynasty value as a whole, but I think that definitely a riser in terms of 
what I'm expecting to see him over the next couple of weeks, and that's Trevor Lawrence. Um, I don't know if you've, you've seen the game against the Ravens, but incredibly impressive. Um, some of the best throws I've seen from a quarterback all year. And, and when I say that, I'm not talking about, you know, Patrick Mahomes, trick shot style, you know, rolling left, throwing right with a weird arm angle and not looking in the right direction. I'm talking about proper, true NFL throws. And I think Trevor Lawrence had a couple of those on Sunday that were just wow. Um, he threw a corner route to, I want to say, Zay Jones, where he dropped it like inch perfect just over Marcus Peters' head in front of the safety, who I don't know who it was. Um, and it, it was just incredible. And I think that we're starting to see everything come together for Trevor Lawrence. And I... I really think that Trevor Lawrence has got a chance to put together a streak of games over the remainder of the season that he puts himself in that Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert tier of, you know, second tier of dynasty quarterbacks. I think that we could be sitting here in six weeks' time talking about Trevor Lawrence as a, a mid-first round startup pick in Superflex drafts. He's got the the lines this week, and I think it's going to be a, a Trevor Lawrence coming out game. I see no reason why not. I think the lines are terrible on defense. I think that you know the the Jags are starting to put it together, and I think that Trevor Lawrence has got the ability to make all the throws, but he's really starting to kind of speed up in terms of his processing. And I think the fact that he's got you know if you were going to build a wide receiver in a lab to get the most out of. Trevor Lawrence, it would basically be Calvin Ridley. You know, I've said before, Calvin Ridley is an elite separator. He is, you know, if he comes back the player he was two years ago, he is incredible in that 10 to 15 to 20 yards downfield range, which is exactly where Trevor Lawrence is already probably a top three, four quarterback in terms of his ability to to deliver the ball quickly on time in the right space. So I'm so excited about Trevor Lawrence and I really think that you know, if if you want to go buy in on a guy that you think has the potential to completely blow up in terms of dynasty value, it's it's kind of got to be Trevor Lawrence. I don't think there's another player in the league that has the potential to go from a guy that you can probably buy Trevor Lawrence for a, a twenty three like mid first and a mid second. I reckon if you're a you know one of these fringe playoff teams that's looking towards next year but don't want to blow it up. I think you can go out and get Trevor Lawrence from mid first and mid seconds. And I wouldn't be shocked if we're talking in, you know, six, seven weeks' time at Trevor Lawrence worth three firsts, four firsts in that Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert here, because I the talent is there. I think this offense is getting better. Another off season mm-hmm. with Doug Peterson and uh, that whole offense coming together. I, I really believe that Trevor Lawrence is mm-hmm. on the uptick in terms of his uh, his dynasty value. Uh, diving across to some fallers. So the first faller is going to be Alvin Kamara. And I wanted to have a little bit of a deep dive in terms of Alvin Kamara and, and just have a chat through where he's going. So Alvin Kamara's only had two games over 20 points all season. Yes, one of them was an incredible game where he scored, I think, 48 points or something like that. He hasn't broken 13 points, which is basically like fringe RB2 production in his last four weeks. And he is currently RB15 on the season. We're heading into an off-season where 
he's got this suspension for I'm not sure if it's GBH or battery or whatever he is charged that's looming over him. So it's it's potential that he's gonna miss some of the uh, the season next year. We're heading into an off season where the Saints haven't exactly got a load of um, capital or resources to go out and improve the roster. And we're heading to an off-season where we don't know who the Saints starting quarterback is next year. Now, Alvin Kamara is still, I think, being held up in terms of name value as a fringe top 12 dynasty running back. I genuinely think that you could sell Alvin Kamara for J.K. Dobbins plus for... Damian Pierce plus if you know if you want a more win now option you could get Dalvin Cook I reckon you could get Tony Pollard plus I think you could probably go and get Jeff Wilson plus a significant bet I honestly think Alvin Kamara is, is held up there on name value alone and I don't think rest of season I would rather have Alvin Kamara over someone like Amal Sanders now he could equal easily, you know, make me look like I've got egg on my face and continue to, you know, roll back the years and, and be a Mole Sanders of old and, and turn out to be a complete stud again. But I am seriously concerned that we've seen the best of Alvin Kamara in terms of a dynasty asset. I still think he's, you know, a good player and I think he's going to be good for years to come. Sorry, no, he's not going to be good for years to come, but I think he's still going to have good games for years to come. But I don't think that his dynasty value is going anywhere but down, and I think it could fall off a cliff very quickly. So for me, even if you're a contender, I think you need to be having conversations and, and looking to sell Ivan Kamara because I think that whilst he's had some bad weeks, I don't think everybody's kind of caught on to it yet. And I think that just based on that name value, people are still probably looking at him thinking he's a great win now dynasty asset. But I really think he could be off a cliff very soon. Um, and then the next faller, so we've got Debo Samuel. Um, it's just it's just not the same player. I think some niggly injuries, a um, few things floating around at the moment. And I just think that he doesn't look as explosive. He doesn't look as incredible with the ball in his hands. Um tied in with the fact that there's an awful lot of mouths to feed in that offence. I think Brandon Ayuk is having a breakout season without the stats, um, which is a slightly weird thing to say. I think that we're going to see, you know, we've got Christian McCaffrey, we've seen George Kittle produce over the next few weeks. I think Dio Savage is still a very good player, but I don't think his dynasty value is anywhere near where it was in the off-season and where some people have, have still got him. You know, I talked in the off-season that I think Ayuk and Samuel were closer in dynasty value than most people were willing to admit. I think I'd, I wouldn't pay a second to go from Ayuk to Samuel right now. Um, I'd probably pay a third. I don't think I'd pay two thirds. I think that they're an awful lot closer than people are willing to admit. Um, and I really believe that, you know, that, that, that situation could be a, an Ayuk led receiving core. Um, this time next year. So moving into the final segment, um, we are across to the player of the week. And obviously Liam's not here to, to have his player of the week. So you're just going to have to listen to mine. Um, mine's a guy that has gone from being incredibly hyped to worth nothing to 
suddenly getting hyped again. Um, and that's Elijah Moore. He, I don't know what he did to Zach Wilson, but Zach Wilson did not get on with Elijah Moore at all. Um, basically, wouldn't, wouldn't feed him the ball. We saw him relegated from his starting receiver role down to a, you know, a healthy scratch at times to now he's a, a slot only. And then on Sunday, Mike White plays and he, he puts up, you know, a, a solid fantasy performance where he had 14.4 points. Um, probably looks quite good. The alarming thing, I think, for me is that, yes, he, he scored a touchdown. He had 64 yards, but he only saw two targets. But the more alarming thing to me is that he's not even just got the slot role. Um, so he ran 43.3% of routes on Sunday. He, if if you were to say to me that Elijah Moore is the Jets' pure slot receiver, um, we're going to see Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis run as the two wide receivers because Corey Davis, you know, yes, whilst he's not great fancy, he's one of the best blocking receivers in the league. Um, but Elijah Moore was still going to be at like 70, 80% of routes because he's going to have that slot rolled out. I'd be like, great, he's still a great fancy asset. The alarming thing is, is that he's getting taken off the field for Braxton Barrios and, you know, things like that. He's, he was the fifth wide receiver in terms of targets on Sunday. I'm concerned that he's he's kind of the the requesting a trade. He's kind of pissed off the offense, uh, the, the um, regime of the Jets. And I think that they basically don't want to be seen to be catering to him and you know bowing to his requests and being like oh we need to we need to keep Elijah more happy because I think that if they did that there's potential that people would you know try to repeat it and, and basically copy him down the line so I think that they're going to make him earn his playing time back and yeah Sunday was great you know he was he was throwing some blocks he was doing all the dirty work he you know it was great when he was on the field but I don't think that's just going to switch overnight and I do think that we're going to see hopefully him start to earn that role over the next few weeks, but it is going to take a few weeks. And I think that if anybody who now just thinks because just because Mike White's there, Elijah Moore's back to a, you know, a, a plug and play wide receiver three. I don't think he's there yet. He's got, he can get there. He can absolutely get there. And I think that Corey Davis is probably going to move on in the off season. And, you know, maybe the Jets roll forward with Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson, although both, you know, undersized, they might need to get a bigger, bigger body receiver to help in the run game. But maybe that's it. Maybe those two are going to be the guys moving forward. But I am concerned that it's going to take some for Elijah Moore to get there. Um, so, yeah. So, fingers crossed he gets there. But uh, but it might take him a little while. Well, that is it um, for this week. So, hope hope you enjoyed the throwback. Uh, apologies, it's out a day later. Obviously, the England game on Tuesday we thought was kind of pointless doing a live show wasn't sure any of you were going to be uh, around to watch it or listen to it so um yeah hopefully liam and i will be back next week um and uh yeah hope you had a good one hope you have a good week go and win some uh some final seeds in the playoff hunt and uh we will see you again next week We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. 
We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.